0: All right, well, good morning, friends, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Kelly S. and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, September 12th. Today we are reading from the Big Book, and we are on page 54. We're on the first paragraph that says, we found two. And we're gonna uh, read and comment on that one paragraph. So today, our, tw- our uh, readers here, our 12-step Marge E., Our 12 traditions today will be Allison L. uh, Readers of the text, Lauren N., Anita L., newcomer greeter, Elena A., and host, Nadia B. So the reference numbers for yesterday, Wednesday, September 11th, uh, 2019 7 a.m. Eastern Time, 13383, 13383, and the 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 13386. 13386. OA's Tradition states, quote, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers, end quote. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Marge E. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Marge.
1: Good morning. Thank you, Uh, Marge E., Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overreaders and to practice these principles in all our affairs. I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, uh, Marge, for that. And next up, we will have Allison L. reading the Twelve Traditions. Good morning, Allison. Good morning. Thanks for your service. This is Allison L., recovered compulsive
2: overeater in Ohio. The Twelve Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need to always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and film. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities.
0: Thank you, Allison L. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So please remember to check your phones. Today, we resume our study of the big book We're on page 54. We're on that first paragraph there, too, that says, um, we found two that we had been worshipers. And Lauren N. is going to get us started. Good morning, Lauren.
3: Good morning, all. Can you hear me, Kelly?
0: Yes, ma'am.
3: Great. Uh, This is Lauren N., compulsive reader, sugar addict, from New York. We found two that we had been worshipers. What a state of mental goose flesh we, that used to bring it on. Had we not vicariously worshipped people, sentiment, things, money, and ourselves? And then, with a better motive, had we not worshipped, beheld the sunset, the sea, the, or the flower? Who of us had not loved someone or somebody how much of these feelings these loved these loves these worships had to do with pure reason little or nothing we saw at last were not these things the tissue out of which our lives were constructed Did not these feelings, after all, determine the course of our existence? It was impossible to say we had no capacity for faith or love or worship in one form or another. We had been living by faith and little else. Uh, Thank you all. I'm going to set my timer now. Um, I am so grateful to have been able to be of service by reading these. Um, how true this was for me, uh, prior to coming into my, into, uh, the rooms, I had worshiped or prior to any knowledge of any kind of God, I had worshipped money, I had worshipped people, I had worshipped candy, I had worshipped gum, I had worshipped sugar-free items, I had worshipped um, the calorie counter, I had worshipped weight watchers, I had worshipped all various kinds of weight loss, um, anything having to do with anything on the outside of me. And then, as it says, I had changed to worshiping love. I had changed to worshiping um, the sunset, the sea, the flowers, the blooms, the trees, the snow, anything that could bring about a feeling of, of gratitude in me. Um, but thank you, God, for all of what you have taught me. You people on this line have taught me that I can worship the inside of me. I can worship a God. I can pray and my prayers will be answered with gratitude. I am after having completed another um, uh, surgery for repairing my body after um, um, a plastic surgery, repairing my body after ki- killing it with with uh, fat and etc., I have. Um, I've been admitted to the hospital over a week ago and been in the hospital getting better from um, infections to my legs and how incredible it has been because I have been able to see all the positive things that have come out of it. I am so grateful today that I have people in my life that love me and that are there for me in a way that I never ever would have believed people could be there for me. And it's only because I am grateful that I can see that. And with that, I will pass.
0: Thank you so much, Lauren. And all right, guys. So just a reminder, if you haven't shared in the last day or two, let's give other people's voices a chance. And if you'd like to share on this paragraph, please give me your first name and first initial of your last.
4: Janice, Janice P.M. Janice Kim. All
0: right. Katie That's, G. Hi, Katie.
4: Katie, gotcha. Hi. Thanks. Barbara E.
0: Barbara E. Sandy S. Nice Sandy S, and then there's somebody else. Irene C. There's somebody before Irene, I thought.
4: Najia S.
0: Najia. All right, let's stop there. All right, so if you guys can please make sure your phones are muted by pressing star 1. Here's the lineup I have. Janice P.M., Kim G., Katie G., Barbara E., Sandy S., Najia. I think it's your initial, and Irene B., so let's get started with Janice PM, followed by Kim G. Good morning, Janice.
5: Yeah, good morning to you, Kelly, and everyone. My name is Janice PM, and I am a grateful recovered compulsive overeater. Oh, what a what a what a paragraph for somebody that um, you know says, oh, I don't have the, and I wish I had that faith that that person had. Well, I know myself. I had a lot of faith in a lot of things. I was a worshiper. Like it was mentioned before, there's so many things I worshipped, you know. But, and I also was the god of reason. I thought that my intellect, I was, I the most faith I had in anything was in myself, was in my reasoning, was in my intellect. So, uh, you can bet I had faith. I had faith, and this whole program is, um, you know, teaches me that, I have to deflate my ego in order to turn because human power didn't work for me, whether I had a good sponsor, or a good meeting, uh, what I thought. So now that was uh, the human power was my reasoning, but that didn't work. But faith is the spiritual power that's not seen. And, you know, there's a lot of things that I can't figure out. I can't figure out, uh, you know, the love of a child. How can I reason that? I, there's no reasoning there, but I have faith that, gee, that, there, you know, we love our children. You know, I can't prove it, but I I can feel it, the sentiments. I can, there's the feelings, the love of a child. I also have faith in chairs. I mean, I mean, we, we just take take it for granted. I'm going to sit on this chair, and it's going to hold me up. Well, that's faith, isn't it? We have faith in uh, when we go to a restaurant and, and say, well, you know, I don't know it for sure because I don't see it, but, you know, those workers that's making the salad, I hope they wash their hands. We have faith in that. We don't go and ask, you know, prove it, prove it, prove it. No. So we have a lot of faith. So what's the difference? Let's open up. I had to open my mind to the fact that I did see people in this program um, uh, change to a little bit of faith, a little opening of their mind, opening up of my mind because I was so closed-minded that, oh, no, this had to be it. I hope you you, you are, you know, uh, timing me because I haven't got a timer. So, yeah, it's – um. We even have faith in our animals that we're going to love them and they're going to love us. I mean, there's so many things. If I open my mind to a new idea, because my reasoning, my sentiments, you know, they didn't work. Money, time, money. please. Yes, yeah, certainly. And uh, so, with that, it just open up your mind and go through this process, and you will begin to have faith because you will see the good results in which that I pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Janice PM. Next up, Kim G. Followed by Katie G. Good morning, Kim. Good
6: morning, Kelly. Good morning, everyone. My name is Kim G. And I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I've been recovered since January of 2011. And I'm going to drill down on that same sentence. Have we not variously worshiped people, sentiment, money, things, and ourselves you know, in a couple paragraphs, we're going to be told where this power is deep down inside. So why can't we access that power? It tells us that it's obscured. It's blocked by calamity, by pomp, and by worship of other things. So I, I, too, thought that self-reliance is my problem, which it is. But it was good for me to reflect on what do I worship? What do I put my faith in that is failing me that I continue to binge over and over again? Where do I go to when I'm in fear? Where do I go to to feel safe? You know, food's an obvious one, coming into Overeaters Anonymous. But I had to look at other things. You know, being a size six, my education, having certain letters after my name, maybe dating or marrying that right guy, living in the right zip code. Many parents I know define themselves by their children's accomplishments. You know, I was in a college. It was being in the right sorority. Wearing the right pair of jeans or sneakers. I'm I'm a kid of the 80s. If my jeans didn't have a swan on my butt, it wasn't like I had no value. Having that right title at work. But even in Overeaters Anonymous, what did I worship? I worshiped the food plan. I often worshiped having that right sponsor. Service with slimming was a big thing for me. If I can be an intergroup and be the intergroup chair and get on region, then that's going to make me feel safe. And even a vision for you. This beautiful, wonderful, healthy meeting also can become a place of worship where they're worshiping the meeting versus the idea that we're, we're, we're selling you this beautiful um, spiritual path. And all of them add up to human aid. And human aid has failed me utterly over and over. So what my spiritual work has showed me is that all the things I thought would make me safe and a lot understand why I felt so unsafe. Because if I worship a size six and I get there, then I'm in terror of getting the weight back. If I get that guy, then I'm in fear of its breaking up. If I get that promotion at work, then I'm in fear of being fired. And there's a great spiritual teacher that says, the root of all suffering is attachment. And it's my attachment to these things that I worship that are of human aid that's causing my suffering. So how do I, how do I get out of that? How do I get rid of that? It's through working these steps. And working these steps, I love the way I heard it described once. This is not a program of addition. It's a program of subtraction. And that's what 4 through 9 does. It removes all those blocks, all those things I worship, and gets us connected with a power that is eternal and will never fail us. And with that,
7: I pass.
0: Thank you so much, Kim G. Uh, Let's... Next up, Katie G, <clears throat> followed by Barbara E. Good morning, Katie.
8: Good morning, Kelly. Good morning, my fellows. Katie G recovered since October of 2015 in Boston. Yeah, me too. Worship, adore, idolize, determine the de- de- determine the very course of my existence, like it says, the tissue out of which my life was constructed. As a little girl, I fundamentally believed that if I were somewhere else doing something else, as someone else at some other time, I would be okay, which transferred into the lie if I had what you had, I wouldn't feel the way I feel, which transfers into another lie if you did what I wanted, I wouldn't feel the way I feel. So, as these previous shares have so beautifully suggested, I have worshiped everything, anything outside of me that would get me away from this huge, um, hole in my soul that was ravaged and angry and looking for something to tell me I am okay. You are okay. And I really believed that if I had blonde hair, big boobs, a boyfriend, a husband, children, a job, all these roles, that those roles make me okay right, and of course food, and of course a thin body, but as at 110 pounds, my body ravaged from anorexia, all I could think about was how much thinner can I get, right, because the more I get, the more I want, more, 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 as opposed to saying, you know what, like, I, you know, God is sending me who I need, what I need, when I need, for as long as I need it, and I am okay right now in this moment, but as a compulsive overeater, I don't know how to say that, right, because I'm used to, I have a feeling, I'm going to shove it, puke it, exercise it, purge it, right? You know, and I and I love that we're talking about, too, in a state of, of recovery, how have I worshipped A vision for you meeting. You know, I've heard, and I love you all, but I've heard this described as a program, an entity outside of OA. We're not an entity outside of OA. God bless OA. We are part of OA. We are a healthy, wonderful meeting. And if you're sitting there just listening, I love you too, and you're welcome, but you're missing out on the big top, the circus where you get to experience What we Recovered People are so passionate about, which is power, access to power, and it's not me, and it's not him, and it's not her, it's not any of us. It's a power greater than you that for some reason, when you put the steps first and a relationship with power first, will solve all your problems each and every day. How? If you stay abstinent and committed to working these steps each and every day, and with that, I do pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Katie G. Next up, we have Barbara E. followed by Sandy S. Good morning, Barbara.
9: Good morning. Just wait a second. I'll set my timer. There I go. Well, as a person of reason, I knew the reason I was fat. I ate too much, and I was lacking in all self-control. I worshipped at night in front of my refrigerator and the scale in my bathroom in the morning. As a person of faith, I believed there was a new diet around the corner that would fix me. I had faith that some scientist someday would develop a pill that would enable me to eat as much as I wanted without suffering the negative effects. And I worshipped at the altar, as I said, of my refrigerator and my bathroom and the cool kids at school that I wasn't. I had a lot to learn on all levels. When I crawled into OA, I saw people who told me about the tools and I picked up every one, but still something was missing. I was not happy, just once more thin, but prior experience told me I would regain the hundred plus pounds. I needed something more. I began to to listen to this 7A big book, Healthy Meeting and heard a new message about how I could remain happily abstinent and even become a nicer person. Well, now reason told me you people spanning the globe were sincere and said the answer to my dilemma was contained within the pages of this book and you were willing to share it with me. My sense of reason told me to try it, but also it it said it required faith. A faith and a power outside myself. What did you mean? I had no knowledge of God. Did that mean I couldn't join this group? No, of course not. I just had to be willing to accept the possibility of accessing a power source outside myself to lean on. Well, as a person of reason and faith of a sort, I said, why not? The willingness and faith didn't come easily but gradually it wore me down and I began to change. Incredible. Now I'm a person who genuinely feels a true relationship with God. I now know to pray and recognize what my responsibility is, to be abstinent, to understand that my words, my actions, my efforts, my mistakes, my ideas, the consequences of my actions are all my responsibility, and without my higher power's guidance, I'm doomed to think once again they're not my my higher power also reminds me what is not my responsibility today other people's actions oh thank you, their words, their ideas time please. Their Their fears, mistakes, and beliefs are not my responsibility. You can do it. Stick with it. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Barbara E. Next up, we have Sandy S. followed by Najia. Hey, Sandy. Sandy. Sandy, press
4: star one.
10: Hi, Sandy S in Asheville, North Carolina. Thank you, Kelly. I, you know, had a unique recovery. I've been in recovery, recovered, whatever the word is, since March 3rd, 1976, with a definite spiritual experience that I have no idea why it occurred. But in that moment, I was actually struck, abstinent, struck, in recovery, I don't know what happened, but in that moment and since and up until right this moment, my recovery is the most important thing in my life and my abstinence. They go together. So what do I worship? Right now, I definitely worship recovery, and I've been re- worshiping recovery for 43 years. With Actually, what's wonderful, its it's with a growing intensity. Because as I get older, I really want what recovery brings. And what it has brought to me is, number one, um, loving other people. I mean, that is so essential. That feeling of love is, you know, this is the positive motive in worship. I love my sponsee, I want to say that. And that is pretty miraculous. Uh, because the one thing I definitely was not able to do was sponsor anyone up until I got into the vision group. So there's a lot of gratitude to the vision group. But I have to be careful not to worship the vision group or people within it or any person, because that's one of the negative things I worship. I hated who I was for such a long time. I wanted to be some perfect person that, in my mind, I idolized. And this was this was just so self-destructive. And I, I, I never even thought there was anything wrong with it. But something has shifted. And each day, I look in the mirror. And whether I want to or not, I say to myself, I am enough. You know, to really, this is the next. I was struck abstinent, but I sure was never struck with self-love. I'd say self-loathing is something I worship. And the other thing which somebody from our group gave to me was catastrophic fantasy. I mean, I lived most of my life in fear that the world was going to fall apart unless I worked really, really hard thinking I was God. Well, these things are slowly being removed. And I could say today, I really want to build on positive experiences, not just focus the light on my defects, because I've done that really well my whole life. I want to focus my flashlight, my searchlight on what's right with me. I don't want to neglect the character defects, but it's really essential for my recovery that I have an experience of being happy that I'm alive because for time, a long please. time, I resented that. Thanks, Kelly.
0: Thank you, Sandy, for your share. Next up, Najia, I think it's your um, initial, your last name, then Irene B.
7: Hi. Good morning. My name is Nishia S.
0: Hi, honey. Thank
7: you so much Hi. for your service and <clears throat> to everyone on the line this morning. Um, I have been blessed with 20 plus years of abstinence by the grace and mercy of God. You know, I've read this paragraph a thousand times and it, it struck me differently today. And, yes, I, I did have faith. I had faith in, you know, St. Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, and I had faith in <laughs> Oreo Cathedral. And I also, the world taught me that if I had what was mentioned earlier, if I had the right degree, lived at the right address, if I had XYZ dollars in the bank, if I had a boyfriend, husband, et cetera, then I would be okay with self. I would be whole, I would be complete, and all would be well in my world. I had some of those things, but things weren't still well in my world because I had come to realize through working these steps and being graced with a, with a bottom and the gift of desperation that I needed. And, I, and you know what, I had God. I did. I believed in God. I saw what God could do. There were many miracles that he had given me in my life, but I don't know what happened except this disease happened, and it took me to another place. But I'm so grateful that I came into OA, and and these steps took me to another place, another place where I came to understand that there is absolutely positively nothing in this world that will give me what I have with my beautiful, beautiful, rich relationship with my higher power. I'm so grateful that slow by slow, the lies of the world have been eradicated. I no longer want those things. And and there's nothing bad about those things. I just want something greater than those things. And I continue to get that as I work these steps, as I live in 10, 11, and 12. And I'm so, you know, one of our sisters mentioned the word addition and subtraction. When I think of the word subtraction, I think of the word dying to self. I'm so grateful that I get to die to myself today and that I want that more than anything because the everything that I wanted brought me nothing. It brought me nothing. So I'm grateful. Thank you, God, that there is a process that brings me home to a relationship with my higher power. Thank you, God. And I will pass with that. Thank you all for being on this line every morning. Peace.
0: Thank you, Najia S. Um, and next up, Irene B., and then we'll be opening it up again for more shares. Good morning, Irene.
4: Good morning. This is Irene B., abstinent recovering since April of 2017. I'm very grateful to be able to express myself, and I work on clarity, and that's a big, big issue for me. I work on self-love, or rather, elimination of self-loathing, self-hatred. It's more like self-hatred. I don't think it's loathing, um, but I know that uh, this reading is is, is uh, somewhat paradoxical. That it says that we've had faith all along, you know, faith in all the wrong things, basically. So, how do I unload all those things that really brought me nothing but misery? Um, a relationship with God, an attitude of gratitude. Most definitely working the steps. Yeah, that'll do it. But I think what will do it the best is, as the Bible says, to be childlike. Just believe with the blind faith that a child has, with the innocence and lack of judgment that a child has. And to be able to do that, I have to remove so many attitudes and judgments and mostly in my case that go against myself because if I were different, I would be lovable. If I were a different person, if I weren't me, then I'd be lovable, then I would be acceptable. If I weren't me, people would like me, people would accept me. I would have a normal life, I'd be able to participate. But that rejection, of self is a lie. And in my case, it was a product of early childhood, very early childhood,
7: that went away. Time, please.
4: Okay. I'll just pass and say that I just need to have faith and delete, delete, delete all the bad Stuff that I
0: told myself, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Irene B. Okay, so uh, let's see. Let me get the paragraph we're at in case you need to know. Somebody needs to press start one, please. Your phone's unmuted. We are on, um, good gosh, where are we? Page 54, first paragraph, we found two. And if you have not shared in the last day or two and would like to share, please give me your first name and initial. Ross F. Yeah, this Lynn F. Russ F. F. Christina w. W. Okay, yeah. Roz. Roz. Alyssa. Greg. Christina J. Roz. Christina, let's stop there.
11: Elise N.
0: Well, Elise, I'm not sure if I'll get you, but I'll put you down. All right, so here's what I got a lot, so we'll see where we go. Please press star 1 to mute your phone today. Okay, so I got Russ M., Lynn S., Beth M., Melissa C., Craig F., Roz G., Christina J., and Elisa. but we'll just see how it goes. So let's start with Russ M., followed by Lynn S. Good morning, Russ.
12: Good morning, Thanks for your service. Good morning, family. Russ M., Recovered Compulsive Overeater, outside of Philly. So worship, right? We worship all these things. I worshipped everything, you know. I worshipped being the top twenty in my class. I worshipped being a pro wrestler and having a crowd in my hands. Uh, I worshipped. I worship self self-loathing. I worshipped feeling bad for myself. I worshipped that law office that guaranteed me one hundred twenty grand a year in services if I worked with them. And when that didn't come out, I see, I, I realized that. Uh, I didn't have to be worshiping. I worshiped people. I threw myself at people and got walked on a lot. On my own. None of it fixed me. None of it made me whole. None of it made me straight with God. Not, none of it cleared, cleared the deal. But see, all that was great. All that was perfect timing, perfect plan, perfect setup. Because it broke me. I lost almost everything. Almost everything. And my focus shifted, crying out to God that he'd be my my, my provider, my rock, my strength. And that's, that's who I worship now because I had no other choice. And, you know, I don't know if it was disease, the disease or it was just me or a combination of all of it. Because you know what? I still can get into it if I don't keep, if I don't work this spiritual program of action, if I don't stay immersed in this program. You no, I'll go right back to that, to self-sufficiency and me, 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 and what I can take from you. And I guess that is a form of worship. But I kind of rationalize and justify it because if I worship this program, direct, I directly worship God because it brings me closer to him. And uh, now, you know, I realize that my, my relationship with God is, is paramount in my life. That goes first, no matter what, even... Even when I don't even think he's there, I'm still going to roll in that process. Because there's a, nothing else has given me relief and, and made, grew me up a little bit, put my pants on and made me a man and so I could walk out on the ice, you know, that I can be self-sufficient. But I'm really not self-sufficient. You understand what I'm saying? That I can, I can be a regular person. So I worshipped a lot of things, and it got me into trouble. But it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me because I'm here now. So, Y'all have a great day. Love you.
0: Thank you so much, Russ M. Sorry about that. My phone was being wonky. Let's see. Thanks, Russ. Okay, next up, Lynn S., and then followed by Beth. Go ahead, Lynn. Oh, good morning. It's Lynn F., like Frank.
11: Oh, hey, okay, gotcha. Pennsylvania. That's okay. No worries. Thank you for your service this morning. Had we not... um variously worshipped people, sentiments, things, money, and ourselves. Yes, I stayed uh, for most of my life in a victim mindset, and I would um, be whatever you wanted me to be, so you would love me, have me, keep me, uh, watch over me, let me be along with you, because I alone was not okay. Um, I alone did not believe that I had... Um, the kind of God that we talk about today, I I had the very childlike God that was condemning, and I uh, had nothing to do with my relationships before recovery. And uh, what I was taught and what I learn every single day that um, unlike the lion here, it was impossible that now uh, to say we had no capacity for faith, love, or worship. But I do today have a capacity for faith, love, and worship that doesn't require that I rely on people. Um, I I somehow found that um, in my life, I was a compulsive overeater dependent on everyone and everything to make me okay. And uh, what I learned through the steps is that um, I have a higher power, just like everybody has a higher power and that my higher power is Um, unique and loves and cares for me. And I can strive every day to recover, stay in these steps, work closely with my higher power um, so that I have another day free and emotionally sober living in the sunlight. And thank you all for being here. And with that, I pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you so much, Lynn F. Next up, Beth M. followed by Melissa C. Good morning,
13: Beth. I'm Beth W. Is that the name oh, you need
0: Well, probably so. Thanks, Beth. <laughs>
13: okay. Beth W. from North Dakota, recovered today and grateful. Um, I'm reading this paragraph as a beautiful debate de- technique. You know, um, the beginning of this chapter, Reagnostics, it says... Um, 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 the spiritual experience to be conquered it says if one feels he's an atheist or agnostic such an experience seems impossible but to continue as he is spells disaster Um, and and they're encouraging the writers are encouraging us to find a, a spiritual life and then the very last paragraph of, the, or of this paragraph. It's impossible to say we had no capacity for faith or love or worship in one form or another. We have been living by faith and little else. You know, it's just this great debate. You know, I, I, can't, I can't have faith. I'm an agnostic or I'm an atheist. Or I just can't possibly do it. And, and then Bill Wright said, wait a minute, you have been living by faith. Here's the proof. We all have some sort of faith inside of us. And it's just this beautiful debate technique that um for people who are stubborn and you know like like me and and so many others i i, I believed in god and yet on any given day i'm atheist or agnostic because i want to i don't, don't want to believe that god is is there i'm taking control of my whole life or i might believe but i don't think god is taking care of me you know there's god but god's for everybody else today and so um these last two sentences um just remind me that yeah, there is God, and I've been living by faith of some sort or another all along, and and so if if I have the opportunity to work with somebody who is atheist or agnostic, it's a it's a great debate, and and so they set up the they set up the the argument, and then they break the argument down, and Bill is is just such a great writer and debater that this breaks the debate, and so so we're gonna read tomorrow. Um, you know, what is it going to be like without faith? You know, you've, you've got faith all along. All of us have some sort of faith all along. And so we don't have to be afraid anymore. And to me, that's super comforting. And, um, and it was really a turning point for me when I read it um, in a different way. Thanks, and I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Beth W. Next up, Melissa C. followed by Craig F. Good morning, Melissa.
14: Hi, good morning, Kelly. Thank you so much for your service this morning. I'm Melissa Sam, I'm recovered. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in New York. And, you know, when I read these, these, um, paragraphs, um, what jumps in my mind is, like, the word hypocrite. You know, um, because I'm, I'm a hypocrite. I'm an addict. And so I say, you no, know, I, I can't have faith. And I, I say, like, you know, only if it's reasonable can I do it only as it passes the litmus test of what Melissa thinks is reasonable and good, um, you know, does it make sense to me? And um, I'm a hypocrite because I have had faith all along in things that made no sense, you know, and I've had no problem having faith. And like other people have spoken about, I've been a worshiper always, you know. Um, and But, you know, and some of the things I worship, Yeah, they weren't really good for me, you know, Um, and and they were, like, embarrassing to admit, right? Worshipping the number on the scale, worshiping, you know, at the the opinions of other people, you know, how do I appear to other people that I really worship and and sometimes still do. Um, But some of the things I worship are beautiful, you know, Um, and that kind of opens the door because if I can experience that kind of love of which there's no reason, you know, um, the love of nature, the love for my children, the, you know, even the act of getting married, these are like huge acts of faith. Um, you know, those are beautiful things. The problem is I'm an addict and, um, and I take that which is beautiful and I do it until it's not beautiful anymore. I do it, I do it um, over and over and over again. You know, food is lovely for normal people. Um, Food is not lovely for someone like me. The love of children is just, isn't that the most beautiful thing in the world? But for me, I begin to worship it. I worship my children's success, you know, and, and how do I know that I'm worshiping the wrong thing? Because I get the craving. I get the more feeling. You know, so it's not enough that my daughter's in college. You know, how do I know that I'm, that I'm, on shaky ground when I want to check, you know, to find my iPhone cap because I need to know where she is in school. You know, that's when I know, like, I'm moving away from God. I'm thinking that how she does is what is, how, how it's supposed to be. And, um, you know, so for today, my reminder is I have one higher power, you know, and it's not my children and it's not my success and it's not what other people think of me. It's something far greater. And if I can work that spiritual muscle, I
0: can live in peace. Thank you. That Perfect timing. Thanks, Melissa C. Next up, my friend Craig F. from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Hey, Craig. Good
15: morning, Kelly. This is Craig F. and I am here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Good morning, everybody. I I think that um, uh, Beth uh, hit it a minute ago, exactly what I wanted to share, so I'm kind of stumbling a little here, but um, the fact is that that I think it would be easy to get sidetracked here into a list of the things that we've worshipped and miss the idea that what he's really talking about is a list of things that we've had faith in that without um having to have proved to us uh, and that what he's telling us is that we're all, we all have the, the capacity for faith that that we've all believed in something and we've all put our faith in something you know when you drive down the road you put your faith in the fact that there's a road on the other side of the hill when when you uh, uh we we have faith in the fact that there is a thing called the federal government, although you've probably never seen the government itself. It's a, you know, uh, it, it's, a, it's a non-entity. We have faith in, in uh, our doctors. We have faith in, in um, uh, peer-reviewed science articles, um, some of which prove to be wrong later on. But we have faith in them nonetheless because we have the capacity for faith. And what he's inviting us to do is to take that faith and put it in a power greater than ourselves that can restore us to sanity. He's inviting us to put our faith in, in, uh, in a faith that works, and to, uh, to look around us and see that it's worked in the people's lives in the program around us, and therefore um, uh, is worthy of, of, of investment of my faith that faith in a higher power um, can restore me to a state of sanity and sound mind and and body and with that i'll pass thank you I i didn't want you to have to call time on me
0: Omg! I totally caught me off guard. I was expecting a call time on you. <laughs>
15: I, I wanted to take that away from you.
0: <laughs> okay. Next up, we have Roz G, followed by Christina J. Good morning, Roz.
10: Good morning. Um, I am Roz G. I'm a <clears throat> compulsive overeater in Palmdale, California. Wow. Um, well, I wasn't raised by two parents that. Were very mature in 12step programs so therefore um, I just happened to uh, fall for all of the things that I think I, I thought I needed and to, you know to, to be okay and um, I think it was just normal for me to to have grown up worshiping these, these different things. First of all, um, you know I have the disease of more. Um, nothing's one thing that I strive for, and I get it, it's, it's not enough. And, you know, it start, for me, it started with, with being blonde hair, blue eyes, and skinny. And having ditto jeans. I love what I heard earlier about having a swan. For me, is it was the label ditto. If you're a person of the 70s, you'll know what I mean. That's what it started with, you know, because the, the popular girls where I was from were blonde hair, blue eyes skinny, and wore ditto jeans. And I was, you know, mixed races and curly hair and brown eyes. I I just didn't have that. And and it was related to me that I wasn't enough because of that through other kids. And then it became soap operas and the the very thin women on the soap operas and Erica came and, you know, I want to be skinny like them. While I was sitting and, and, and eating boxes of Kraft macaroni and cheese, fantasizing about being skinny like them, and then later on it became Oprah Winfrey and Dr. Phil and all the people on TV that had the answers, and I and I worshipped them. And then when I got into program, it became the strongest person in the meeting, the one that spoke the most, the one that had the most recovery. I sought out their sponsorship. And learned that a particular sponsor is not the answer, because I've had those those real strong sponsors, and they're not with me today. Then it was Facebook and and, and social media. How do I look here? I've got to look good. What can, what can I accomplish? Look what I accomplished. I I worship their opinions, and I didn't. And I've read. I'm beautifully and wonderfully made. Why didn't I believe that? Probably because of the, you know, society and, and just living in it. And thank God that I'm a compulsive overreader And I thank God for this big book. And I thank God that the answer, that the higher power that, that I need to have relationship lies within me. None of those other things that I mentioned before have ever proven to be the answer. The answer is that it lies within me deep down inside. And if I get quiet enough every day to contact, to, to make contact with that power, then I'm a winner. And with that, I pass. Thank
0: you. Thank you, Rajji. And it looks like we only have time for Christina. And you only have two minutes, Christina. Jay?
16: Okay. Thank you, Kelly. Um, Thank you, everyone on the line. These shares have been incredible, and it's really given me quite a bit of food for thought. I'm from Washington State, recovered compulsive overeater. And, you know, I started out as a child with a faith in God, um, in many things, which gave me faith in my God-given gifts, because I always felt like I had these gifts that had to go out to the world, which put me on a mission um, to try to become famous and try try to really take my gifts to the world. But it was impressed upon me from com- from uh, commerce and uh, television and MTV and all that um, that I had to um, have a perfect body and a perfect face in order to do that. I had to be beautiful. And so diets quickly became my god because I had a problem with food. I didn't know it. And uh, I used to exercise, study in the Vogue magazines and glamour, and I'd just go crazy in my whole thing was to push and push and push and get this done and I married a man that wanted a perfect California uh, wife body and so I was really in between a rock and a hard place with this problem with eating but God gave me another gift he gave me the gift of addiction and that continued to take me down over and over and over and I did reach those pinnacles of having a perfect body and walking around in fashionable clothes you know what it got me nothing I was more lonely my husband still didn't touch me or reach for me like I thought he should have I was so excruciatingly lonely, and I went to great lengths to try to lose this weight. But finally, over time, God beat me down, or not God, but the addiction beat me down to a state of surrender and reasonableness and led me on a path to finally finding vision and finally stepping in and beginning my relapse journey, which then finally took me to really knowing what this was about, which was the peace of God and surrendering to that higher power and knowing that that's but I needed to be worshiping every day of my life, and I'm so grateful to be recovered and be one of you today, one day at a time. Thank you very much, Kelly, and everyone on the line. God bless.
0: Perfect timing. Thank you so much, Christina Jay. Elise, hopefully you can stick around for the second hour. Okay, so let's see. Thanks to everyone who shared today.
4: Kelly, we lost you.
8: Star one to unmute.
3: Sorry about that.
0: Well, I'd almost finished the whole part I was supposed to read. Let's see, we'll start over. Well, okay, great meeting. Thank you all to uh, everyone who shared. (laughs) Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. i just like to show you guys you don't have to be perfect to moderate, so in case you're worried about doing it right. There you go. Share ID for today, Thursday, September 12th, 13392. 13392. So let's see. We're going to close with a reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. We'll have Anita L. Will you please read a vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggestive only.
17: Sure. Good morning, everybody. This is Anita L. from outside of Philadelphia. Grateful today. Our book is meant to be suggestive only.